this is an audio version of What's General Purpose Search and Why Might We Expect to See It in Trained ML Systems by John S. Wentworth. Published on the 16th of August, 2022. Cross-posted from the AI Alignment Forum, may contain more technical jargon than usual. Benito has an interesting job. Here's some of the stuff he's had to do over the past couple years. Build a prototype of an office. Resolve neighbour complaints at a party. Find housing for 13 people with two days' notice. Figure out an invite list for 100-plus people for an office. Deal with people emailing a funder trying to get him defunded. Set moderation policies for less wrong. Write public explanations of grant-making decisions. Organise weekly online Zoom events. Ship books internationally by Christmas. Moderate online debates. Do April Fool's jokes on less wrong. Figure out which of hundreds of applicants to do trial hires with. Quite a wide variety. Benito illustrates an interesting feature of humans. You can give humans pretty arbitrary goals, pretty arbitrary jobs to do, pretty arbitrary problems to solve, and they'll go figure out how to do it. It seems like humans have some sort of, quote, general purpose problem-solving capability. Now, there's more than one part of general purpose problem-solving. There's efficient information gathering, and model building, and updating. There's searching for promising plans. There's execution, or in the organisational context, operations. A general purpose problem solver needs general purpose versions of all those. But for this post, I want to focus on the searching for promising plans part. First things first, what is this search, in quotes, thing anyway? Heading, babble and prune is not the only search method. This whole post started out because I was talking about search, in quotes, in the context of an inner alignment strategy, and it turned out that people had radically different pictures of what the word search means. In particular, it turned out that a bunch of people pessimistic about the strategy were picturing some variant of babble and prune. Babble, candidate solutions then prune unpromising solutions, and hopefully iterate toward better and better solutions. This is not really how humans search for promising plans. Consider, for example, a human planning a trip to a grocery store. Typical reasoning, mostly at the subconscious level, might involve steps like, there's a dozen different stores in different places, so I can probably find one nearby, wherever I happen to be. I don't need to worry about picking a location early in the planning process. My calendar is tight, so I need to pick an open time. That restricts my options a lot, so I should worry about that early in the planning process. Go look at calendar. Once I've picked an open time in my calendar, I should pick a grocery store nearby, whatever I'm doing before slash after that time. Oh, but I also need to go home immediately after and put any frozen things in the freezer. So I should pick a time when I'll be going home after, probably toward the end of the day. 
Notice that this sort of reasoning mostly does not involve babbling and pruning entire plans. The human is thinking mostly at the level of constraints and associated heuristics, which rule out broad swathes of plan space. The talender is a taut constraint. Location is a slack constraint. So, heuristic. First, find a convenient time, and then pick whichever store is closest to wherever I'll be before slash after. The reasoning only deals with a few abstract plan features, that is, time, place, and ignores lots of details, that is, exact route, space in the car's trunk. More detail can be filled out later, so long as we've planned the important, in quotes, parts. And rather than iterate, in quotes, by looking at many plans, the search process mostly iterates, in quotes, by considering sub-problems, like, for example, finding an open calendar slot, or adding lower-level constraints to a higher-level plan, like, for example, needing to get frozen goods home quickly. So humans' general-purpose internal search mostly doesn't look like babble and prune in the classic sense. It's mostly operating on things like constraints and heuristics, abstraction and sub-problems. There may be some babbling and pruning in there, but it's not doing most of the algorithmic efficiency work, and we're not directly babbling and pruning whole plans. In fact, even classic path search algorithms, like for example A star search, don't really resemble pure babble and prune on closer inspection. When using a classic path search algorithm to, for example, find a route from LA to Seattle, we don't actually babble lots of possible LA-Seattle routes and evaluate them. Rather, we come up with solutions to lots of sub-problems, routes between LA and various possible intermediate points, like San Francisco or Sacramento or Portland. And in the case of a star search, we use heuristics generated by constraint relaxation to decide which sub-problems to pay attention to. So what is search if not, as Ivan Vendrov recently put it, enumerating possible actions and evaluating their consequences? Well, I'd say that a general-purpose search process is something which takes in a problem or goal specification from a fairly broad range of possible problems slash goals and returns a plan which solves a problem or scores well on the goal. The evaluation of consequences thing is relevant, but it's not really about the internal operations of the search process. Rather, evaluation of consequences, in quotes, is the defining feature of whether a search process is doing its job correctly. To tell whether the search process is working, use the problem slash goal specification to evaluate the consequences of the plan generated and see whether the plan solves the problem or scores well on the goal. Note that general purpose search still does not include all the pieces of general purpose problem solving. There's still things like gathering information, building and updating models, execution of plans, or recognising when plans need to be updated. But it does include the planning part. Also note that a general-purpose search process need not solve all possible problems, or even all compactly specifiable problems. That would be NP-hard, almost by definition. It does need to handle a broad range of problems, ideally in some realistic environment. 
heading, retargetability and recursive structure of search. One key feature of a general purpose search process is that it's retargetable because it can take in any problem or goal specification from a fairly wide class, we can retarget it by passing in a different problem slash goal. For example, a pathfinding algorithm like A star can take any start and endpoint in a graph. Retargetability plays well with the recursive structure of search. When finding a route from LA to Seattle, for instance, we look for routes from LA to Sacramento or San Francisco. These subproblems are themselves search problems and can themselves be solved with the same pathfinding method. Just pass LA and Sacramento as the start and endpoints rather than LA and Seattle. More generally, with a retargetable search process, we can recursively call the same general purpose search process with different inputs in order to handle subproblems. Later on, when we talk about why one might expect general-purpose search to eventually show up in trained ML systems, that sort of recursion will be one big piece. Heading, heuristics and generality. In practice, in order to search efficiently, we tend to need some kind of heuristics. In physical world pathfinding, for instance, a useful heuristic is to try to reduce Euclidean distance to the goal. However, that heuristic isn't useful for all problems. Euclidean distance isn't very useful as a heuristic for, for example, moderating online debates. If we need heuristics for efficient search and heuristics are specialised, how is general purpose problem solving a thing? Do we need to learn a whole new set of heuristics every time our task changes at all? Obviously not. In practice... Most of the things on Ben's list were things he did only once, but he nonetheless did a decent job. I know this because I'm one of his users. But then how do we achieve generality while relying on heuristics? Two main paths. There exist general-purpose methods for generating heuristics, and heuristics tend to depend on the environment, but not on the exact objective. Heading, general purpose generators of heuristics are a thing. Probably the best understood heuristic generator is problem relaxation. Here's how it works. Let's say I'm planning a trip to the grocery store. My planning problem has a whole bunch of constraints. I need to have enough time. I need to be at the right place. Can't let the frozen goods melt. The car must have enough gas, etc., etc., As a first pass, I ignore, aka relax, most of these constraints and only pay attention to a few, like for example having enough time. That narrows down my solution space a lot. There's only a few spaces in my calendar with enough time. I pick a time slot. Then I start to add other constraints back in. The relaxed, in quotes, problem in which I only worry about the time constraints, acts as a heuristic for the full problem. It helps me narrow down the search space early on and focus on plans which at least satisfy that one constraint. And because it only involves one constraint, it's relatively easy to solve the relaxed problem. More generally, the steps of problem relaxation are roughly 
Start with a problem with a bunch of constraints. Relax, that is ignore, a bunch of the constraints. Solve the relaxed problem. Use the relaxed problem solution as a heuristic for the full problem. Another example, this time from path search. If we're solving a maze, we can relax the problem by ignoring all the walls. Then the shortest path is easy. It's a straight line from the start to the end, and its length is Euclidean distance. We can then use Euclidean distance as a heuristic while exploring the maze. Preferentially explore in directions which have shorter Euclidean distance to the end. In other words, preferentially explore directions for which the relaxed problem, that is, ignoring all the walls, has the shortest solutions. Problem relaxation probably isn't the only heuristic generation method, but it's relatively well understood mathematically, and it's an existence proof. It shows the general purpose generators of heuristics are a thing. We should expect to see such heuristics generators used inside of general purpose search processes in order to achieve generality and efficiency simultaneously. Heading. Heuristics tend to depend on the environment, but not on the objective. The previous section talked about two heuristics. When planning a grocery trip, pick a time slot while ignoring everything else. When pathfinding, prioritise shorter Euclidean distance to the end. Notice that both of these heuristics are very environment-dependent, but not very goal-dependent. If my time is very scarce, then picking a time slot first will be a good heuristic for planning all sorts of things in my day-to-day -day life. From meetings, to vacations, to workouts, to a trip to the movies, to some quiet reading. The heuristic does depend on, quote, the environment. That is, it would be less useful for someone whose time is abundant. But it's relatively goal-agnostic. Similarly, I can use Euclidean distance as a heuristic for finding road trip routes between a wide variety of start and end locations. There are environments in which it's a terrible heuristic, but for road trip planning it works decently for most start endpoints. Here's a visual example which I love. A heuristic for pathfinding in a maze from an old post. Here we see an image that seems to be taken from a children's activity book. It's a photograph of the page and it says... Frozen Maze, help Anna find Elsa. And there's pictures of these characters from the movie Frozen at the entrance and exit of the maze, which are labelled start and finish. And then somebody has gotten a coloured pencil and very roughly drawn a line more or less directly between the start and the finish by drawing on the lines instead of on the spaces between the lines. So rather than navigating down the hallways of the maze, they've essentially coloured in over the walls on the very most direct possible path. And at one point, where the walls are separated by a corridor, the line simply stops and then continues again on the other side of the gap. The text continues. Maze-specific, but it's useful for a wide variety of start-slash-endpoints. The pattern. Heuristics tend to be environment-dependent, but relatively goal-agnostic. Why would such a pattern apply? One way to frame the answer? An environment typically includes a bunch of stable constraints shared across problems in that environment. In our universe, 
the laws of physics are all constraints. Human laws are all constraints. I can only move around so fast and carry so much. I only have so much time and money. My interfaces with other people slash things only have certain knobs to turn, etc. And instrumental convergence means that it will very often be the same few constraints which are rate-limiting. So, insofar as we generate heuristics via constraint relaxation, we'll get environment-specific, but reasonably goal-agnostic heuristics. Another way to frame the answer, natural abstraction. Most far-apart chunks of the world only interact via relatively low-dimensional summaries. The rest of their interaction is wiped out by noise. So optimising those low-dimensional summaries will be a common heuristic across a wide range of goals within the same environment. Side note, cached solutions are not heuristics, but are another general-purpose search trick. Another general-purpose search trick, which someone will probably bring up if I don't mention it, is caching solutions to common sub-problems. I don't think of this as a heuristic, It mostly doesn't steer the search process, just speed it up. But it is a useful and common trick for improving efficiency. And we should expect it to speed up search over a wide variety of goals within the same environment, insofar as instrumental convergence applies in that environment. Instrumentally convergent subproblems come up over and over again for a wide variety of problems. So caching solutions to those subproblems is a general-purpose search accelerator. Revisiting the risks from learned optimization arguments. We've now talked about how general-purpose search is a thing. We've talked about how general-purpose heuristics and other general-purpose search tricks like caching are a thing. And we've observed that those things show up in humans. But why do they show up in humans? And should we expect them to show up in ML, or in intelligent aliens, or in other evolved-slash-trained-slash-selected agency systems? Heading. Key idea. Compression is favoured by default. In general evolved slash trained slash selected systems favor more compact policies slash models slash heuristics slash algorithms, etc. In ML, for instance, the fewer parameters needed to implement the policy, the more parameters are free to vary, and therefore the more parameter space volume the policy takes up and the more likely it is to be found. This is also the main argument for why overparameterized ML systems are able to generalize at all. The outer training loop doesn't just select for high reward, it also implicitly selects for compactness. We expect it to find not just policies which achieve high reward, but policies which are very compactly represented. At the same time, assuming the system encounters a wide variety of problems in its training environment, it needs generality in order to perform well. Compactness means that, when possible, it will favour generality using a smaller number of more general pieces rather than a larger number of more specialised pieces. 
So things like general purpose heuristics, general purpose heuristic generators, and general purpose search are exactly the sort of things these systems should favor, assuming the architecture is expressive enough and the environment varies enough. That's basically the argument for inner agents from risks from learned optimization. That's a link to an article, and here's a quote. In some tasks, good performance requires a very complex policy. At the same time, base optimizers are generally biased in favor of selecting learned algorithms with lower complexity. Thus, all else being equal, the base optimizer will generally be incentivized to look for a highly compressed policy. One way to find a compressed policy is to search for one that is able to use general features of the task structure to produce good behavior, rather than simply memorizing the correct output for each input. A MESA optimizer is an example of such a policy. From the perspective of the base optimizer, a meta optimizer is a highly compressed version of whatever policy it ends up implementing. Instead of explicitly encoding the details of that policy in the learned algorithm, the base optimizer simply needs to encode how to search for such a policy. Furthermore, if a MESA optimizer can determine the important features of its environment at runtime, it does not need to be given as much prior information as to what those important features are, and can thus be much simpler. End quote. On top of that, the recursive nature of search, the fact that recursively searching on subproblems is useful as a search technique, favors a retargetable general purpose search process, as opposed to a hard coded optimizer. Heading, takeaways. It seems like a lot of people have a picture of search in quotes as babble and prune. They correctly notice how inefficient babble and prune usually is and conclude that it probably won't be selected for in trained ML systems. But there's a more general notion of general purpose search. It's a process which takes in any problem or goal from a wide class and returns a plan which solves the problem or achieves the goal. That's the sort of search we expect to show up in trained systems. The key property is that it's retargetable. The search process can take in a wide variety of goals. That retargetability is selected for due to the recursive structure of search. Recursively running search on subproblems is a widely useful technique and that technique can be encoded much more compactly with a retargetable search process on hand. In order for that search to run efficiently, while still maintaining generality and compactness, it will probably need to either generate heuristics in a general way or leverage goal-agnostic, but possibly environment-specific, heuristics. Both of these are plausible options. Problem relaxation is an existence proof of general purpose generators of heuristics. And the shared constraints of an environment, plus natural abstraction and or instrumental convergence, offer a source of goal-agnostic heuristics. Some strategic upshots of this. Possibility of rapid general capability gain if or when a system grocks general purpose search 
especially if many general-purpose heuristics are learned first. Retargeting the search process as an inner alignment strategy. Relatively high chance of agent-like internal structure, like for example a reusable general-purpose search module, which takes in an explicit objective. This was an audio version of what's general-purpose search and why might we expect to see it in trained ML systems by John S. Wentworth, published on the 16th of August 2022 and narrated by Solenoid Entity.